Nah, I've been smoking. You've been smoking. We've been smoking all day. I be smoking. You've been smoking. We've been smoking all day. You be smoking. She be smoking. He all be right. smoking all day. Blowing kush. It ain't overseas to the USA. I got three, two, one. Action. What's up, everybody? It's Tony Tone. Welcome back to Snurbage, the podcast. And thanks for joining us on our 11th show now. If you've never joined the show before, if you never listened to the show before, um, I was going to call this podcast, uh, Let's Smoke Weed About It, but there's already a couple of podcasts out there called Let's Smoke About It, and I didn't want to... I didn't want to fucking rip anybody off or anything or be unoriginal. So I took a word that somebody very dear to my heart, um, who I used to smoke weed with, used to call marijuana. And she used to call it snurbage. And uh, and yeah, so this is Snurbage, the podcast with your host, Tony Tone. Today's a little different. I actually, I'm actually, I actually created... <laughs> what I'm going to be smoking today because I am, it's after Christmas and I'm fucking broke for a few days, man. So I can't afford it anymore. So this is a mashup of resin, some shake, some, uh, some refry from my ashtray, a couple of roaches thrown in there from my buddy, Mikey and, uh, some keef, so yeah, it, it's 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 quite the concoction. So I'm just calling this one the confluence because according to the dictionary, confluence means the junction of two rivers, especially rivers of approximately equal width. Here at the confluence of the Laramie and North Platte rivers, but it's also an act of process. Or an act or process of merging a major confluence of the world's financial markets. So this is a confluence, a major confluence of like all the shit that I've been smoking throughout the 10 episodes that we've done. So the confluence, everybody. But yeah, what I like to do is I like to smoke and talk about stuff. And one of the reasons is because I just like doing it. And the other reason is because... I like you to have somebody to smoke with. And who else, who's better to smoke with than somebody with a soothing baritone like me? But yeah. So yeah, that's this is that's what this is. Snurbage, the podcast. And this is the confluence. So this might get a little, a little crackly here. I don't know. We'll see what happens. By the way, my last episode... I had to remaster it. I'm actually in the middle of remastering it right now. It's all the file is saving right now because it was so like the volume. I don't know what happened, but the volume got like really super low on that one. I didn't catch it until I posted it. So I'm in the middle of remastering it right now. And then I'm going to delete the other ones because what I have like six views. So who cares? I'm going to delete the other ones, repost them with the same info and everything like that. But the, the audio is going to be 10 times better. So, and I hope that this one is too. So, yeah. So that's what I'm going to be doing with the last one, which we were 
uh, Leroy Dankins, what we were smoking there. This one's not, this isn't tasting too bad. It got a little, got a little after punch of the res, but you know, there used to be this, I don't know if it's still there. I haven't been there in a long time in a little town called Rapid City, South Dakota. There's a fucking, we drove by a billboard one time and, um, and obviously it was stating that the native Americans on the reservation would like to play reservation, basketball, football, baseball, what have you. But the sign was not well thought out because <laughs> the, the billboard was not well thought out. Cause it says, we don't want meth. We want res ball. And I'm like, I mean, I'd rather have a ball of resin than meth because I don't smoke meth, but that's just poorly worded, man. <laughs> like, come on, dude. Like, there, there was this uh, commercial that my wife and I used to hear when we were in uh, Eau Claire, Wisconsin, and <laughs> it was this, uh, I don't even remember what it was, what it was for, but it was this woman, and you know. She had a radio voice, so she had kind of a sexy voice. And it was just kind of like one of those things where it was like, she goes, do you ever have it where you're just not having a great day and the and bad things are hitting you like a brick, boom, all day long in your face? <laughs> and we just never could stop fucking laughing about that, dude. For those of you who don't know why I would be laughing about that, it might it might be the only reference I've ever heard of it, but it was from Clerks Two, the Kevin Smith movie, where he's talking of he's making fun of the Hobbit movies and he's like, and then Frodo, or then Samwise up in bricks all over Frodo's face. <laughs> so yeah, so yeah, this is the confluence of the weeds. Um, it's tasting pretty good. So I want to talk about I want to talk about sex. Let's talk about sex. Never talk. I don't talk about sex that often down here. And and you know, like Billie Eilish was on Saturday Night Live a couple weeks back. And I like Billie Eilish. I think I think it's hilarious that every time I open up anything and it has a picture of Billie Eilish, she's and she's like on the red carpet or something like or anywhere. She always just has this look on her face like, don't fucking take my picture. You know, like, yeah, she 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 just really uninterested all the time. And it's like, dude, you know, you, <coughs> you got into this business to be famous. Okay, you didn't fucking release music because you wanted to be some weird little introvert that never that nobody ever looked at okay you got into this business to be famous these people out here that are taking pictures of you that are loving you that are reading about you that are tweeting about you that are doing all this stuff that are making you money that's what they're doing they are perpetuating your lifestyle and your everything fucking smile dude you know like give us a fucking smile i know the corporate beast is a fucking bitch, but just give us a smile, Billy. You have a beautiful smile. But she was on SNL, and it was a great fucking episode. One of the funniest episodes I've ever seen um, of, you know, this kind of newer cast. And um, props to Billy. Props to the cast of SNL. Angelo needs to come back on SNL. Say for me. Say, 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 say for me. 
but I'm fine. I'm fine. If you have not seen SNL Angelo, type in SNL Angelo. And there's two videos as of right now, 12-30-2021. There's two videos, one with him and Rami Malek and one with him and Billie Eilish. And it's fucking hilarious, dude. Mesothelioma. <laughs> um, but yeah, check that shit out. The Confluence. So, uh, Billie Eilish came out against, like, with a lot of really harsh words against pornography and talking about how when she was 11, she was, you know, she found pornography on the internet because, you know, she was born in, like, you know, 2000 probably or something or 2002 or something. So, it's, you know, it's when I was a kid... It wasn't as easy. You had to like get that tape from that buddy at school or get that magazine from that friend at the park or something, you know, like, or find your parents' stash or something, you know. These days it's just everywhere. And that's that's what I want to talk about. But the first thing is Billie Eilish was talking about how, you know, it, it fucked up her perception when it came to, you know, like what what is normal and what's not normal in, in a regular romantic sexual, you know, experience. (coughs) And yeah, you're 11 dude. And you're watching porn. Porn is not fact. Porn is not fucking, you know, that that is very rarely to do sexual encounters go just like a porn. You know, there's not seven different fucking moves, you know, positions and, you know, like it's it's usually not like that. I mean, maybe it is for some people, but you know, most people that I know that have watched you know a fair amount of pornography pornography will tell you that <coughs> it's not real, you know, but it is art, and you know, uh, you okay, Billy? You were too young to be watching it. First of all. You know, sorry that it happened. Sorry that you kind of came into it like that. But it's not the porn star's fucking fault that you got into it early and you didn't know how to take it because your brain was still too young. You still had spots, man. You were so fucking young. So, of course, you're going to have a misconception of what of what sex and sex life is going to be like when you get older and you start having sex. But that's not porn's fault. Honestly, that's... That I don't want to say it's your fault as a kid, but it kind of is, you know, like that's that's you're a victim of circumstance right there. And it's not pornography's fault. Pornography is not made for kids. It's made for adults. And so to sit there and kind of, you know, blast pornography because of that, that's that's not right. I don't think that's right. Um, and she's all talking about how women's vaginas don't look like that and stuff like that. And it's like, I don't, first of all, I don't know what porn you're watching and I don't know what these women's vaginas looked like. And I don't know what your vagina looks like, but I've seen my fair share of vaginas in this, in this world. And I mean, porn vaginas aren't any different than regular vaginas, except for, you know, some of them are like severely bikini waxed and shit you know like i i don't get that comment 
Like, I don't know what yours looks like there, homie, but like you can find all sorts of different kinds of vaginas, uh, you know, in pornography. You know, there's innies, there's outies, there's flappies, there's all sorts of stuff. You know, there's ones that are keeping it real 70s down there. There's ones that are fucking as as smooth um as smooth as a balloon <laughs> i don't fucking know dude as smooth as a as a cleaned off watermelon i don't fucking know dude smooth it's smooth there's nothing there it's like a turtle shell um i hope not that would be weird <laughs> But dude, you know, and like I work with somebody and she's she's a younger girl. She's over 18 and stuff like that. But, you know, when I first met her, she's like, you know, I'm so mature and everything like that. And I just, you know, and gathering details of her life through knowing her through work. Now, I understand that she is a lot more mature for her age than she rightfully should. Her parents had her when they were really when they were old, when they were older, like. So they're like super old now and like debilitated and all sorts of stuff. And, and, you know, so yeah, she's, she's had to, she's had to go through some shit, but you know, there's, I told her, I'm like, dude, I will give you my email address that I've had for 25 fucking years. It's a Yahoo email address. I've had it forever since I was like fucking 11. (laughs) But, um, um, I told her, I was like, I'll give you my fucking email address. And when you are 36 years old, which is my age right now, uh, when you're 36 years old, you email me. You let me know if 18-year-old you was as mature as you think that, as you think that she was. Because I can guarantee you, most of us are going to look back on 18-year-old us and we're going to be like, wow, you didn't know shit, bro. <laughs> like, you didn't know fuck all, bro. Like, you didn't know about pain. You didn't know about anguish. You know, there's a lot of 18-year-olds that, that do know a lot about, you know, shit like that and everything. And I'm not saying that, you know, no 18-year-old is is as mature as I am. I'm kind of immature for 36. So, I mean, you know, I'm not saying that that is not a, that is not a thing, but it's not a common thing. Like, most 18-year-olds are 18-year-olds, and they're, they're as naive as one would think, you know? But, yeah, man, and she's asking me all these questions at work you know, about her relationship and stuff like that. And it's like, when you have somebody that young asking you about relationship questions because you've been in a relationship for so long, so you should know. And it's like, well, first of all, dude, you know, how long you been with this person? Three months? You don't know shit. You know, you don't know anything about this person, really. You're still in a honeymoon period. Three years. Three years it it takes, I think, to really get to know somebody. Because within a three-year span of time, you usually get sick, you know, at least once. Some, You know, that's the thing is, like, in sickness and in health, a lot of people cannot fucking deal with that sickness. You know, like, three years, all of a sudden you have some, I mean, you get with somebody who can, can see you through your grossest, dude. Your absolute most gross fucking moments in life, then... You know, that's, that's somebody you should stick around with and everything. But yeah, man, relationships are fucking weird and sex has evolved into something, you know, when the ways of like dick pics and all that stuff. And it's just like, 
God, dude, when I was a kid, you really had to work for it, man. You really had to work for it. And so, yeah, this 18-year-old girl, it's like, you know, in my head, I'm like, God, dude, there's just like, I wish that there was a matrix thing where somebody could just upload, you know, all the stuff that you find out between 18 and 40 about sex. Because that's a lot, man. And it really, Jesus, you know, you think that you're like some, you're like a pimp. You're like one of those pimps back when you're like fucking 17 and you're, you know, banging it out with people and shit like that. And it's like, wow, dude, you didn't know fuck all. I mean, I was not saying I was bad, but I definitely wasn't as good as I am now. And I'll bring this back around. And a lot of that has to do with porn. I learned how to eat a girl out. From watching Jenna Jameson and fucking some other blonde chick. But yeah, I mean, you learn moves from from that shit and everything, dude. You learn how to do some things that, you know, that you never thought of that, you know, and that's that. And people teach you, partners teach you things, partners. And that's the thing is like that people need to understand. And like if you talk to sex workers and that includes like strippers, not necessarily like, you know, people that have sex, but like people in the, in the flesh for money business, people have some crazy ass kinks out there, dude. So many, you know, and it could be something as, as stupid as like, Oh, I just, I like a girl in jeans to, you know, um, Oh, I, I, I like her to trim my ball hair with a hedge clippers, while she's spitting in my eye and shoving her smallest toe up my ass. What? You know, like, okay, dude, that's interesting, you know. And you find these things out through your relationships. I had a girlfriend. Actually, she was my fiance at one point in time. It's been a long time since I've had any confluence, so let's do that. Oh. <coughs> oh, I can taste the fucking resin on that one. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Sorry. Had to hawk that shit back a little bit. I, uh, I had an ex-girlfriend, my ex-fiance, and... That was probably like where I started kind of getting more into the different aspects and different ways of having sex. Because my buddy Adam, who was on the show, and my girlfriend at the uh, and his girlfriend, they lived next door to myself and my girlfriend. Um, and we had like like sex offs. Where it was, it was almost like a, oh, what was that movie? Um, Forgetting Sarah Marshall, where they're like both having sex in different rooms. And they're like, oh my God. You know, and you just get over the top and try to like outfuck the other people and stuff like that. So we used to do that, but it was like, there was a lot of, there was, there was a lot of just throwing each other around, you know? And then there was one, okay. You know, and I'm sorry, I'm sorry. If you guys don't like, you know, all this fucking talk, I'm sorry, but I'm just, just get it out there. So we're sitting there and we're going at it one night and all of a sudden 
we're in the middle of it. And she's like, you want me to choke you when you fucking get there? And I'm like, what? Like, Jesus. Sure. <laughs> Why not? Let's sure. Let's try it. You know? And then like a couple weeks later, like we're doing stuff like foreplay stuff. And all of a sudden she's like, you want to shave me? And I'm like, yeah, I'm sure. I've only ever shaved me, so this will be interesting. But, I mean, if if it comes down to it, man, like, I'm pretty much up for anything except for, like, poo-poo play. <laughs> like, that's not that's no bueno. We're not getting – I'm telling you that. Nope. Nope. I don't ever need to get into that. But, uh, but, like, you know, if I was with a girl and I was, like, you know, really serious with him and, you know, and stuff like that and everything and – She's like, you know, I want to fucking pee on you. I'm like, I, I, I guess, you know, like, so yeah, we're really getting into it today. I'm sorry. Kind of getting really fucked up right now. It's the confluence. But, like, even Kevin Smith. <coughs> even Kevin Smith, who is a, a wonderful director of movies, said that porn is, like, one of the truest art forms showcasing actors and actresses at their most intimate. We should be praising these people, not blaming them, not stigmatizing them, not shaming them and shit, you know? You know? I think we need to have a sex month. You know, we have all these months. Gay Pride Month and and um, and uh, Black History Month and you know all, all sorts of stuff. I think we need to have a sex month. It shouldn't be as taboo, you know. You know, maybe sex workers wouldn't have the complexes and stigmas and darkness that surrounds them if, like, we celebrated all of it instead of frowning upon it. You know, if we legalized certain things. Because here's the thing: I think that prostitution should be legal. In a very, very restricted way, like in a very, very controlled, like almost hospital type fucking way. You know, you make an appointment, you know, like that kind of shit and everything. Because here's the deal, man. You know, most of us, most of us throughout our lives, we will have sex. Hey, we'll have sex. Everybody has sex. Not everybody. There are a lot of people out there that could go their entire lives without ever having sex and wanting to have sex. Because you do have the asexuals and all that stuff like that, that they, you know, they're perfectly happy with going through life without having sex. But there are people out there that for one reason or the other, they will never have sex. And they don't want to be like, you know, they want to have sex. So it's like, why not provide something for people like, you know, for, for people, but, you know, using that as kind of a, a jumping off point that there's people out there that would love to do something like that, but there's such a stigma and darkness around it because we've just made it this evil thing. Sex is just so evil and it's just, it's, it's terrible, man. Cause our whole fucking, the whole world has revolved around sex. All of the big accomplishments in the world, somebody behind that accomplishment was like, if I do this, maybe that chick will bang me. 
You know, like for real, dude, our entire humanity exists because of people wanting to have sex. And it's, you know, it's, it's crazy to think about. I'm sitting there at my kid's school and I see 50, 60, 70, a hundred kids flow by me. And I'm just like, there's a lot of people doing the dirty out there, man. This is a small town. There's a lot of fucking people out there. I mean, you know, it was like a hundred fucking kids right there, man, that I just saw. It's like you go into a state and that's me, man. Like, it's weird. Like I go into a stadium full of people and I look around and I'm like, that's a lot of sex. Like, that's a lot of people getting it on. Like there's, you know, 50,000 people fucking stadiums and shit, dude. Sex is everywhere. It's all encompassing. It's all around us. It's always there, but it's this dark thing. And I just think that it, you know, we should treat this as a legitimate business, as a legitimate art, you know, without the darkness, with more stipulations on, you know, like when it comes to like, you know, like pornography, with more stipulations on production crew, you know, insurances for actors and actresses, you know, it could be something great. It could be a great form of art. You know, and luckily with the coming up of more like female directors, producers, owners, and such like that in the pornography industry, you know, we are, you know, we're coming to a good point, I think, in the ways of, you know, bringing it a little bit more out of the darkness and and making sure that, 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 you know, actors and actresses both are treated fairly, humanely, um, you know, with the utmost regards for health, you know, all that stuff. If you legitimize it and everything like that, dude, it, you know, it doesn't have to be the way it is, you know, and not that some studios, directors, actors, owners, etc., you know, like don't still have like dirtbag and completely shitty ways of working their business, you know, here and abroad. But that's why we need people to bring this out of the shadows, you know, these men and women that do this shit are fucking rock stars in my, in my eyes. They're, they're rock star athletes. If you ask me, you know, sure. LeBron can dribble a ball and fucking put it in a hoop. And, and he's trained his entire life to do that and everything like that. And he puts his body through hell and all this stuff simply for the satisfaction, the entertainment of mankind. These people put their bodies through hell, just like athletes, rigorous training and workouts and, and, and training, not just like, you know, physical training, but like sexual training, like, you know, these, you know, dudes have to be able to fucking hold it, man. And in front of a lot of people, you know, like all this stuff has to be done. Like, dude, you have no idea. It's a very intimate thing. Just like Kevin Smith said, it's like one of the most intimate things. And Kevin Smith even said, if he never, if he never would have made it in the movies, he might have, he he probably would have been a porn director because in his eyes, that's one of the, that's, that's one of the, you know, the most intimate things that an actor or actress could, could put themselves out there as. And I don't think that we should fucking stigmatize it. I don't think that we should look down on it. These people are doing this. Yes. For money. And yes, some of the, some of these people are, 
you know, tortured souls come up from really terrible backgrounds and stuff, and they're just lost and, and everything. And they get into this business and it's not what they think it is. And they're treated like shit and, you know, blah, blah, blah. There's so much. I don't mean to blah, blah, blah that. Sorry, I should have yada, yada, yada that. But there's just, there's so much, dude, that there's so, so much more that we could do as a society to make it so these people could do something like that and not be looked down upon, not be further stigmatized, you know, because they could already be the black sheep of the family or the quote unquote whore from high school or, you know, something like that. And, you know, there's a lot of shit that, that goes along with it, you know, and like there could even be, you know, if we're talking like, you know, hospital type, you know, make appointments and, you know, and you, you know, make sure that, you know, this person comes in to, you know, you know, to the, uh, to the gentleman's, you know, place. <laughs> he comes in to have sex with somebody. He makes an appointment. He comes in, he goes through a physical, they, they test him for all, any and all fucking diseases and shit like that. And then he goes back and once he's cleared, he goes back and he, that, and then he, you know, is able to do it and everything like that. You know, we could also have, you know, when it comes to like pornography and such, you could have mental health evaluations on, you know, people that are going into the business and stuff like that. You know, th there's so many different ways that we could be helping people and, and switching the way we think about things because it's such an old school mentality. Prostitution is the oldest fucking job. <sighs> Excuse me. <coughs> I just feel for sex workers, man. You know, these people work just as hard as we do, if not harder. And they're bearing, you know, they're bearing more in their day-to-day -day than any of us could even possibly imagine. And then they're tossed aside once they leave the business, struggling to make, you know, make lives for themselves outside of an industry that used to pay the bills. You know, these people have to keep their bodies in, like, temple like condition and just like sports music movies there is always will be drug use mental health issues relationship issues etc it's all the same we're no better because we don't make pornography we think we can hold our heads up higher in a higher regard you know uh, against these people in real life but we're still watching it we're still masturbating to it and we're still talking about it you know, we've had so many like crossover celebrities with porn. You know, it goes both ways. We got Katie Morgan, porn star, jumping into mainstream movies like Zack and Mary make a porno. And we literally have a fuck film that introduced us not only to Kim Kardashian, but her entire fucking hanger on family. Like the only reason why we know these people exist is because that chick fucks somebody on film. That's it. You know, like, you know, the whole world revolves around sex. You know, and like I said, you know, some of the greatest inventions in human history were because somebody wanted to get laid, man. 
this is the time, you know, this is the place in human history where we turn this around and embrace our instincts and urges. We suppress so much in this life. It's crazy, dude. And yes, Billie Eilish, some vaginas do fucking look like that. You think they're CGI'd? Some fucking porn star said that on fucking, on Twitter. She's like, do you think my fucking vagina's CGI here, man? Like, All vaginas are created equal, Billie Eilish. Oh, man. You know, and in my opinion, as a heterosexual man, I think that women are the most beautiful creatures on this planet. A beautiful woman can level even the toughest of men with just a glance, you know. I wish that we celebrated our lust more in this world instead of just shaming it. That's what I wish. You know, and honestly, I wish I could just walk up to a woman and say, wow, dude, you know, you have a beautiful ass or you have like amazing legs or you have just like striking eyes, you know, and you can't do that anymore or you can't do that at all. I mean, it's never really been an appropriate thing to do. Just walk up and, you know, just comment, you know, just tell somebody that and it doesn't have anything to do with, with. Like, you know, hey, I want to bang you. Hey, I want to leave my wife for you. I want to fucking, you know, do it. It doesn't have anything to do with that. It's just like appreciating a true, just like, you know, work of art of a human being, you know, because we all are. We're all beautiful in certain ways, man. And it'd be nice if we could just tell each other that without it being weird. And yeah, a lot of it's physical attraction. So what? So what if people are physically attracted to other people? It's fucking, Jesus Christ, that's life, man. It's life. Jesus. Crazy shit, man. I don't know. What do you guys think? I mean, I, I know that there's always... There's always downsides to everything. And, you know, I am not a fucking scholar and I'm not a lawmaker and I'm not an intricate, you know, person when it comes to all this shit. I don't know all the avenues and all the ins and outs and everything like that. But I do know that we can be better at everything, even at something, even at something like pornography or prostitution. Like there are certain ways to make these things work for our benefit, for benefit of people and for the benefit of art too. Because, you know, some sex workers are fucking artists, man. I knew a girl who was an exotic dancer. She didn't do it because she was a sex maniac. She didn't do it because she loved grinding on fucking dudes. She did it because she liked fucking working that pole. And she could do some beautiful fucking things. Cirque du Soleil fucking shit on there. You know? And people say ooh and ah when they see a scantily clad woman in fucking Circus LA flipping up and down ribbons and shit like that. But because this chick is, is scantily clad in a fucking bar doing it on a pole and not in a gigantic fucking stadium, she's looked down upon. These people are paying money to see the Cirque du Soleil chick. She's getting paid to do that. She's not fucking anybody, you know, or anything like that. She's showcasing her art. 
And that's exactly what my friend did. She showcased her art. Are they the same? I mean, no. But is one of them worse than the other? I don't think so. I think it's just people making money at doing things that they like doing, some of them. Some of them do it out of desperation. And that's sad. But there's ways to help people. There's ways to help people. Even in situations like that. So it's just, I don't know, man. I just, I just, you know, I think that we as a world are really backwards and we, we grip onto the past so much just because something worked a hundred years ago, just because something worked 50 years ago, just because something worked 10 years ago does not mean that there's not room for improvement just because something was terrible a hundred years ago. 200 years ago, 500 years ago, 1,000 years ago. Doesn't mean that it always has to be terrible. You know, not everything is terrible. Not everything that, that we've grown up to view as terrible is terrible. Child molesters are still terrible. Anybody who, you know, gets with somebody who is not at the age of consent, that's terrible. I just want to put that out there. Like, I'm not talking about, oh, I think the pedophiles should have rights too, and they can look. No, fuck that. Gross. Put them on an island and get them fuck away from everybody here. That's what I say. But there is a lot of negativity in this world that I don't think needs to be there, that I think we can work to our benefit. And no matter what we do, whether we keep things the way we, way they are, whether sex gets bigger or gets more fucking closeted and in the dark, which I don't think is going to happen, but there's always going to be shady shit wherever you go. doesn't matter, dude. Make a wish foundation. There's something shady going on back there. There's always somebody fucking dirty everywhere in every aspect of our fucking world, man. We just need to act accordingly, I think. And we just need to, We need to come up with ways to do things. Take take something negative and try to turn it into a positive. You know, how hard is that? And we need to stop stigmatizing sex workers. Because we're all just trying to get by in this world, man. And some of these people put out into this world way more than you and I ever will. You know, simply because... They can, you know, like they look in the mirror and they say, this is an attractive form. I'm an attractive human being. I don't, you know, I don't really want to go and work a fucking fryer. I don't want to go and I don't want to fucking work in an office. I don't want to work in a cubicle. I don't want to run around an Amazon warehouse you know, I don't want to fucking do this shit. I want to, I want to live a different life than that. Cause some people are just not cut out for day-to-day -day work, man. Some people just aren't fucking wired that way. You know, I had a buddy in fucking school, his brain just, it wasn't wired for school. It was wired for so many other things though. And that, you know, that's what these people, they look in the mirror and they say, I could do this. That's the one thing that I think I could do. And I can make money and support myself. 
in doing that. And I could do it fucking well. So fucking do it, man. Just do it for the right reasons. You know, and if you need help, if you need therapy, there are places and people that you can contact that can help you with that kind of stuff. You know, and I'm not in any way advocating any of the darkness around these industries. I think that women, as well as men, need to be treated, you know, in these industries, they need to be treated God, with as much respect as you can give to somebody who is willing to do, you know, you know, I, I see people who are willing to, you know, oh, I could, I have just have to work 65 fucking 10 hour shifts in a row. And then I get a day off. And it's like, that doesn't sound like any kind of a fucking life, man. You know, and you're looking at a $3,000 paycheck. This person can go and fucking hang out for a fucking afternoon and make five grand, you know, or, or within the course of two weeks, make three grand instead of having to work 65 fucking days, man. What kind of fucking life is that? And props to the ones that get into it that actually like sex. (laughs) Because they're probably, you know. Well, hopefully, because, you know, some of them, it might, you know, with the way the fucking industry is in some shape or form, it might turn them off of sex. But, you know, I don't know. I just, I have friends who are sex workers. I have friends who used to be sex workers. And I've, I've heard a lot. And they're not bad people. And they did what they had to do to, you know. To make it through life. Some of them do not regret it at all. Some of them do regret some of it. But they are who they are now. And they're really good people. Well I really got deep there. So. That was this episode. (laughs) The confluence man. Brings you down. You know down into the thick of the deepness. Well, thanks for letting me get that off my chest because I've been wanting to say something about it for a long time. <coughs> oh, thanks for smoking with me and listening. If you have any, like, you know, let me know, like, talk to me, you know, let me know if you, uh, if you have any if you have any opinions on on this, you know it's something that you know that you know something to think about. It's crazy, but yes, this is Snurbage the podcast. I'm Tony Tone. Thanks for joining me. Uh, this is the last thing that I will do this year, probably. So because it's twelve thirty two thousand twenty one, um, so I'll see you guys next year two thousand twenty two. Uh, like I said earlier on in the episode, um, I am in the process of remastering episode 10 right now because the fucking audio is terrible. I'm just going to fucking delete them and re-release them. So 
on the same platforms, Anchor, Spotify, um, YouTube. Go on Google and type in Snurbage, and you'll find us anywhere that you uh, pretty much listen to your podcasts or watch your videos and such. Thanks for joining me. Thanks. This is a nice episode. I kind of like this. You know, sorry if I got a little bit TMI there for a minute, but you know, I don't, you know, you don't have to listen. <laughs> but uh, yeah, we were smoking the Confluence, which was uh, an amalgamate, like a Frankenstein of all of my fucking, of a bunch of like my leftovers from different bags and such. But hey, I, it was a great episode. So fuck yeah, Confluence. But I hope this reaches somebody, and I hope I hope that people hear this one. You know, I say a lot of weird shit and bullshit on this fucking thing, and I try to sound smart all the time and everything, but, you know, I'm just a man. I'm not that smart, but I honestly think that I'm on the right track with this whole thinking, but maybe not. I don't know. But I just hope that somebody out there hears it, and maybe it lets them know that somebody out there is rooting for them. In, in this respect. And Billie Eilish, you're an amazing talent. And I'm really sorry that your experience in, with pornography was kind of led to some, you know, issues later on, especially like, you know, coming of age and everything. But you know, don't dog too much on the, on the, on the workers, you know, they're, they're just trying to do it, man, you know, so, Snurbers the podcast, if you like the artwork, um, uh, Sheldon Starr did the artwork, his information's below in the uh, description, if you like the song, I be smoking, uh, young, young star, or, uh, oh, Jesus Christ, <laughs> Yeah, Young Stone. Yeah. Uh yeah, I was right. Uh I'd be smoking his information's in the uh is in the comments or sorry. Jesus Christ. <laughs> fucking confluence shit. In the description below is Young Stone's I'd be smoking stuff. And if you want me, you know, I I have plenty of time and like on the videos, you know, I can put up people's artwork and such. And, and if you want to, you know, have me showcase any of your artwork on my show, let me know if you want me to smoke your weed that you have grown or your dispensary sells on my show, get a hold of me, all that stuff. Peace out, everybody. Have a good rest of your 21. And, uh, you know, don't be so hard on 22. You just keep rolling with it. Hey. Hey, 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 smoke weed every day. So, Tony Tone, Snurbers the Podcast, thanks for hanging out with episode 11 with us. Have a good day, everybody. I'll check you later. Peace. Now, I've been smoking. You've been smoking. We've been smoking all day. I've been smoking. You've been smoking. We've been smoking all day. You be smoking. She be smoking. He be smoking all day. Blowing kush. It ain't face from overseas to the USA. I got that blueberry, raspberry, and we keep that juicy fruit. If you want that five-hour level, yeah, we